Hello, and welcome to the Heavenbound Podcast. My name is Jason Harden. I'm here with Roger Schaus, and we're opening the Bible in search of fuel for your spiritual journey. This is where we talk about life, the way it was meant to be, and what it means to be a disciple of Jesus in the 21st century. Wherever you are, thanks for joining us on the journey today. We welcome our listeners. On Fridays, we like to pick a theme, and the theme we've chosen for this month has kind of come off one of the classes I taught recently. I'm doing a study called uh, Expectations. What does God expect of us? And we've looked at the story of Naaman, someone who had mixed up expectations. And out of that, we had a little side pocket study where we've talked about things that we wish people had told us. Uh, before we became a Christian. Sometimes uh, reality will show you these things, and, and that's true a lot of life. Uh, I've talked to a lot of high school kids, then as they start that first semester of college, they took the college prep classes, but they come back and said, man, they never told us it was going to be like this. You know, they, they, the, the number of chapters they have to read, the number of papers they write, uh, it's the same thing for a new new family having their first baby. You know, they, they have talked to others. They've read books and everything, but that little baby is fed at 1 in the morning. He's up at one thirty. He's fed at 2. He's up at 2.30. It's like, no one ever told us it's going to be like this. And it's even that way with dieting. You know, you, you see all these programs on TV, and you think, well, it's going to be pretty easy, and it's a struggle sometimes. And so it is as a Christian sometimes. Sometimes there are expectations we have that once I become a follower of Jesus, uh, everyone I'm going to talk to is going to smile at me and say, yes, I love Jesus. But they don't. And we can have this idea in our mind that everyone is just going to be real pleasant, and they're not. And so there's, there's that reality, code reality, that sometimes it hits us. And so we're going to walk through this month just a few that came out of that class. And today we want to begin with this idea that the journey can seem long at times, and some days are very hard. Uh, you know, you, you get this idea that, okay, I'm a Christian, you know, I'm baptized, I take my first Sunday Lord's Supper, things are great, I'm going to go to heaven, and that old river rose, and those days become weeks, becomes months, becomes decades, and here we are, and sometimes it seems very, very long. Yeah, I, um, when you first introduced the idea of, okay, the way is hard, uh, as, as you were introducing this new series for us, my mind just naturally went back to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 7, and I, we're right in the season where we have political candidates talking what seems like 24-7. If you vote for me, this is what you can expect. If I'm elected, this is the way it's going to be. And it is remarkable to me at the end of Jesus's Great Sermon on the Mount. I mean, early on in his ministry, really laying the foundation for how his kingdom was to be viewed. Listen to what he says in Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many, for the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it 
are few. Roger, that doesn't sound like your typical campaign speech. It, it's not maybe the way that we would counsel Jesus to, to really begin to frame what his kingdom is all about. But he, he tells us from the very beginning, sometimes the journey is going to be really hard. Yeah. And, and I think one of the things we notice about Jesus several times, he, he does this in the Gospel of Luke when he talks about that story of a man building a tower, uh, counting the cost. He wants us to see the reality of this and, and not to go in with rose-colored glasses so that we become disappointed and disillusioned and we, we quit. He wants us to finish, but he tells us that it's going to be difficult. Uh, if you want the easy way, you just follow whatever you want to follow, and that's going to lead you straight away from Jesus. But to be disciplined and to follow Jesus, it means making the right choices, the right thinking, and that can be hard. And so so let's begin by, by just asking this question, why does it seem long, and why is it hard sometimes? Yeah, I... Um I enjoy hiking. I know I've talked a lot about that in in previous podcast episodes. As I think about a way that is hard or a a journey that seems long, doesn't it always seem when you're going downhill, you get there quicker (laughs) than when you were going uphill? Uphill is slow. Uphill is strenuous and uh, the way that leads to destruction, I mean, there's plenty of momentum, right? There is the momentum of myself. I, I just naturally, if I'm living as if I'm the king of the universe and I'm my own master, then I'm going to do whatever comes naturally to me. And that's not hard for most of us, right? I I live in a world where most everybody is just doing whatever comes naturally to them. And so there's a downstream aspect to this whole thing. But one of the things the reasons I think that Jesus describes this way as being hard, it is the way of self-denial. It is the way of taking up your cross. And I, I can't imagine anyone ever picking up a, a beam of the cross and running with it or, uh, you know, skipping along the way. This is, this is a way that is challenging both physically and and uh, metaphorically spiritually it, it is hard to deny yourself and denying yourself takes a great deal of intention you mentioned the word discipline earlier i mean it is much easier to sit on the couch and watch TV and eat Doritos than it is to exercise and sweat and deny myself from those uh, junk foods. But this is the path we are being called to, the the path of discipline, the, the path of following someone else as master. I, I liked how one guy described a football game. He said, football is 22 guys playing on a field who desperately need wet rest, being watched by 40,000 who desperately need exercise. <laughs> that's pretty accurate, yeah. <laughs> and that's, and, that's kind of how and, and so the journey can seem long because it is long. Uh, there are multiple, multiple disciples who have been Christians for four or five decades, six decades. Uh, that's a long time. 
Uh, that's every day, day in, day out, making these choices, day in, day out, making these spiritual disciplines. And so it's not a sprint. It's not okay. You know, I become a Christian this week and next week I go to heaven. It's just a short burst. Uh, it could be that this long journey, uh, filled of ups and downs and hills and everything else is to help us realize we got to rely on our faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. And so there are, there's going to be twists and turns in our life. There's going to be things that we don't know the answer. We can't see beyond today. And it's a matter of trusting the Lord. I think it's also long and hard sometimes because things don't change in a lot of ways. Uh, this old world just doesn't seem to get better. And the longer we're in it, it seems like it gets worse. And that can be discouraging. Our Lord never lets us down. The Lord is always there for us. But sometimes just that day in, day out, you know, another day at the office with these coworkers who can't think one nice thing to say about each other, another day of sad news on the, on the TV, it just, it just constant, constant, constant. And that can just get weary. But again, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon with the Lord. You know, one of the things that helps when it comes to long, arduous journeys is to not be doing that alone. And we understand that when we talk about Bible examples, these are people who lived a long time ago in a different part of the world under different circumstances but one of the powerful reminders all over Scripture is we are not the first ones to obey God over the course of a long period of time through difficult circumstances. I mean, I I cannot imagine ever being able to fully relate to Abraham and Sarah, for instance, leaving their homeland and traveling by foot to a land that they had never seen before. You talk about a long, hard journey. Or in a different sort of way, you think of Ruth and Naomi and the long journey that they went on, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually. You think of the the road that Esther and Mordecai had to travel, or someone like Saul uh, of Tarsus, who becomes the Apostle Paul, who is even, I mean, at his conversion, the Lord says to Ananias, I want you to go and I'm going to show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. We are not the first ones to be called to go on a long journey in the direction of following God. And when the way seems really long, Roger, it sure does seem like we would be better served by going back and reading about these men and women of faith rather than just leaning on, you know, whatever our culture has to say. Yeah, and that could be a very good reason why they're in our Bible. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would add to your list there, Noah. Yeah. Uh, you know, God didn't tell him to go down to the south dock and there's a boat waiting for you. <laughs> he had to build that thing, and that thing wasn't little. It was huge. And it took him a long time to do that. And uh, I don't know how many splinters he would have gotten in the process or if he got discouraged and thinking, I'm just going to make it half the size. He obeyed God, what the Bible tells us in two or three times. Uh, our Lord would, would tell us that uh, you would be hated by father and mother, not just hated, 
but father would deliver son and son would deliver father to be put to death. And so the, the amount of hardships and the long journey is something that speaks through the Bible. And so we think of passages like Psalms 23, even though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I don't go alone because thou art with me. The Lord is there to comfort us. And so uh, I think one of the things that sometimes uh, hurts disciples is they get weary. And the apostle in the book of Galatians would tell the disciples, do not become weary in doing good. Uh, we can get tired. Here's another family, another meal I need, I need to take, another car I have to ride, another prayer I need to pray, and here it goes, and here, and, and, and we can become weary. And when we become weary, we just feel like sitting on the sidelines and quitting. And when we do that, the devil smiles because he wins. And so let's talk about how we can deal with this. Okay. I, Roger, one of the first sermons that I, I think I heard you preach when I had first moved here uh, was your comparison of 1 Kings 18 and 19. It, you know, that 1 Kings 18 on one side of our Bibles is Elijah having that great triumphant showdown with the prophets of Baal. In chapter 19, he's running for his life. He tells God, I'm the only one that's left. I've, I've been zealous for you and look at where it's gotten me. Uh, why don't you just go ahead and take my life? Um, again, we are not the first ones at times to despair when the journey is long and and the way is hard. But you read First Kings chapter nineteen. God encourages him to get some rest. Encourages him to eat refresh himself a little and then broaden his perspective, right? You are not the only one. In fact, I have thousands that you don't even know about, and I still have work for you to do. That's an old example, but I think one that we can get a lot of uh, of encouragement and perspective from. There, there is such a thing as burnout, right? As as crashing and burning and really needing to recoup and rest and refresh ourselves. Even Jesus called the apostles at times, let's get away from here. You haven't even had the time to eat. Let's refresh ourselves. And doing that, now let's refresh our perspective as well. We all need that at times. Absolutely. And, and I would add to that, the, the daily spiritual habits we develop really make a difference. Uh, you, you don't want to live a lifetime in one day. You, you can't say, okay, I'm going to do everything today. But, but you just do what you do today. And, and throughout the New Testament, there is that give us this day, our daily bread. You pray for that. Uh, there is teaching from day to day, as Acts 5 talks about. And so, so we see these daily spiritual habits. And, and that helps us as we progress. It's kind of like your hiking illustration. You know, you, you take a step, you take a step, you take a step. You know, my wife was telling me the other day, if I, she saw someplace uh, she'd like to go for a vacation. She goes, it's a 10-mile hike. <laughs> I said, okay. She goes, no, I mean one direction. I said, well, I'll see you. <laughs> you know, you're talking about 20 miles, that's that's uh, a week for me. But but the idea of, okay, we're just going to go a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here. There's a, here's a little resting place. And, and that's how you do your journey. Uh, one of our hymns, the old, old hymn, is Each Day I Do. 
and and today I'm doing this, mm-hmm. and today I'm doing this, and that helps you get through that. I think another great aspect which you just touched on is having a great fellowship. Mm-hmm. That is important for us because when you're by yourself, uh, the journey seems awful long. Uh, that's why a lot of times in in gyms and in hiking and other exercises, they have you go along with somebody because you, you, you kind of help each other. And by doing that, you encourage each other. And we need that as we think about our daily journey and our walking together with the Lord. Yeah, and a, a practical way of thinking about that. I mean, when we talk about our fellowship, maybe the first thing that goes through somebody's mind is, well, I've got to, you know, reach out to someone and have this one-on-one accountability or mentoring sort of thing. And and if that is available and an option, wonderful. That is great. But Roger, it seems like a lot of times the the people that I talk with that are in danger of crashing and burning, they they have spiritually lost their way and gotten disillusioned. When you start gently but honestly asking, well, are are you reading your Bible outside of the church building? Well, I know that I should. Are are you praying? Well, I know that I should. Are are you taking advantage of Bible classes here in the context of our church family? We're blessed on Sunday mornings to have four different adult Bible classes. We've got one in the big auditorium room, but we've got three others in smaller rooms. A great opportunity to spend three months, let's say, at minimum, learning and discussing with brothers and sisters in Christ. And a lot of times, tragically, the people who are stumbling and skinning their spiritual knees and falling all together on this long journey of discipleship, they're just not taking advantage of some of the low-bar, high-yield opportunities that we have day by day by day. Well, you know, and in our area here in southern Indiana, we're in the wintertime, and everybody complains about how cold it is, how gray it is. We won't see the sun for another three months. (laughs) We hope it's still there. And then by August, we're complaining about how hot it is. And, and, you know, it's just a perspective. And when you get that right perspective about things, you just realize, okay, yeah, uh, it's going to be cold because I live in the north. It's going to be hot because it's summertime. Those are things that you, you, you learn to deal with, and complaining doesn't change it. And so it, it helps you just to keep that right perspective of uh, learning. Sunday is, is such a powerful, powerful day. It's, it's such a wonderful experience to praise our Lord. It's the, we around here always call it the best day of the week. And we feel it that way. It's, it's in our DNA. It's in our heart. And, and to keep that experience going, then you keep it going on a Monday. You keep it going on a Tuesday. Yes, I got to go to work. Yes, I got to go to school. But, but what I do is maybe I think about those hymns or other hymns. I read these passages or other passages. And I just keep going and keep going and keep going. And then once you're there, you're, you're, it's going to be so so good. I mean, I fly a lot, and you know sometimes those air flights are just 
crowded. I mean, it's, it's like your cows in the, in the cow car, you know, it's just, you're, you're, you're sitting by people and you see everything and you smell everything. And sometimes it's, it's bumpy. And sometimes you, you don't even get your drink because the air flight's too bumpy and everyone's moaning and growing. But once you're on the ground where you're supposed to be, you don't even care. Mm. I made it. And I think that's the way we're going to be as disciples. This is just one day closer to heaven. Years and years ago, I found this quotation, and it just has meant so much to me, and that is, we need to live as if we have one foot already in heaven. Yeah. And what a difference that makes, and say, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe today has not been the best day. Maybe I have not been the best I should have been today, but I'm one day closer to heaven, and I'm going to just try a little bit harder. And maybe, maybe I was a little bit lazy today, and there's some things I should have done and I didn't do. Well, if the Lord gives me tomorrow, I'm going to be a little bit better tomorrow. I'm going to just do that because this journey is, is laid out by the Lord. He'll call me home when he's ready to call me, and at that time, I'm going to keep working until he's done with me. What I wish someone had told me. That is our theme on Fridays throughout the month of February. The journey can seem long at times, and we're not disputing that at all. But we end each one of these podcast episodes on Fridays by emphasizing that the best is yet to come. And Roger, that that sounds exactly what that powerful quote you just shared with us is all about. Well, thanks for joining me today. Thanks to all of you for listening to the Heaven Bound podcast. This is a journey, and we hope that this little conversation has helped you set your mind on things above and given you a little bit more fuel for that journey. Maybe you know someone that is struggling and the way is uphill, and they're not sure what's around the next switchback, we would be honored and so encouraged if you would take the time to share this conversation with them. Maybe what we've reflected on from God's Word is exactly what they need to hear today. We appreciate all of you for listening and encourage you to always remember when you're walking with Jesus, you are heaven-bound, and the best is yet to come.